is we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum of every pay-per-view and special in between. And we are now the fallout from Hardcore Heaven 1999. Yourself, Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? So I've just been uh, sent, been sent a TV uh, an article from the Mirror newspaper here in the UK. Dave Benson Phillips is training to be a pro wrestler with Riptide Wrestling. Um, Dave Benson Phillips, who used to be a kids' TV presenter, and then everyone thought was dead and therefore killed his career, um, and now he's back and being a pro wrestler. So that's 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 kind of the randomness that I'm dealing with. That's hot off the press. Yeah. There you go. This is where you come for your breaking news about former children's TV stars becoming wrestlers at the age of 53. Jesus. Still hope for us. The British boom is back. Yes. Another um, flux of British talent. NXT UK in no time. Um, yeah, this week we're looking at episode 300, oh. 317, 318 and 319 of ECW Hardcore TV 1999. Um, it is the fallout from Hardcore Heaven. We've got recap shows. We've got some good bits. We've got some weird bits. We've got a fair amount to discuss, I think. I would agree. I would definitely agree. I think it's it's some great times, some weird times. Let's talk about them all. So we start from the 23rd of May 1999, episode great 3. Time. Episode 317. Um, Obviously, this is basically straight after Hardcore Heaven. So the show kind of kicks off. Highlights of RVD, Jerry Lynn. Highlights of Dudley's versus Bulls and Spike. And a few other bits. We do get a quick match in between with Bulls Mahoney versus um, New Jack in a sort of a weapons illegal street fight. It was a strange match, but it was weird that these two were kind of fighting how'd you find it um so just before we get that listening to you say about this being episode 317 yeah um that means we've got 84 shows left to watch it does if my maths is any good yeah well you know it's it's we'll kind be, of i'd like to be there will they be there or thereabouts yeah it's, it's, if it's funny when that. you think about where we started and no, we've got 84 shows plus all the pay-per-views and specials in between. Um, Which is true. And also, because um, Foley's on Stone Cold's Broken Sky Ranch this week on the network. So I've been watching some of that. And obviously they cover a bit of his ECW stuff. And they go back and show some of his um, sort of Kane Dewey promos and that. And you just sort of, sort of remember how much one of the highlights at the time was the Cactus Jack promo every week. Yeah. Just um, and he basically sort of said it was, it was sort of a shoot. He sort of meant it all. The fans did really yeah. piss him off, and um, one of the main things that really annoyed him was um, he goes, "Oh, there was a wrestler by the name of J.T. Smith. He says he's a great wrestler. He said he climbed the top turnbuckle and he and he sort of fell and had a massive like lump on his head." And the fans, they're just chanting, you fucked up, you fucked up. And he said it really annoyed him. And um, and us. Yeah. And you just sort of sit there thinking, little, little J.T. Smith mentioned. 
the real OG. And he was a really good player. He was, he, was, he was, you know, one of our finds. I was thinking about him today whilst watching the Skullfront Crutch match that we'll come on to in just a second. Um, but yeah, it's it, a very weird kind of uh, time in ECW that we, we, we came and walked in on. Um, but speaking of weird things in ECW, yeah, uh, New Jack versus Balls Mahoney, just for the shit of it. Um, Balls Mahoney, I'm understanding less and less as his, uh, of his motivations. Yeah. He just likes to get fucked up. Yeah, no, uh, agreed. I think it's um, he. You see, people sort of lost in the shuffle and all this, and for, I feel like for what he gives, he's massively lost in the shuffle here. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll pick this up in the next episode, but yeah, it's a weird one with with Balls Mahoney and um. I don't quite get what they're doing. Um, and there's this weird kind of, you know, we know that, that, that there is a, uh, a kinship between New Jack and Balls Mahoney. Yeah. So there's no heat in this match. It's just violence for violence sake. And it's just two friends beating the shit out of each other. For reasons that are unclear. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's one of those matches you kind of almost sort of forgot happened because it always, it always sort of felt like they were on the same side. Yeah. I, at this time, it makes no sense. Neither of them are a heel, neither of them are even kind of tweeners. They're, they're both bona fide baby faces there's there's just no kind of story as to why they are here together fighting yeah but the match does happen Bald Mahoney does pick up the win so uh, can I go back a little bit on this because just before this I think it was is this I think it was just before this they were talking about the Rob Van Dam um, Jerry Lynn Jerry match yeah and they were saying that at the end of this match, um, both of them were just destroyed. So RVD is almost unrecognisable. Uh, both of his eyes are swollen shut. He's got various stitches because of various holes in his face. Um, Jerry Lynn is laying on the floor in the uh, changing room, in the dressing room, because... The, the medics and everything are so worried about him and they've called an ambulance for him. And one wrestler, because they're all crowding around and trying to make sure he's all right, and one wrestler notices blood coming out of his ear, which can be a uh, sign of um, a skull fracture. Yeah. So whacks him in his car, drives him straight to the hospital straight away, doesn't wait for the ambulance, put him through. And that wrestler is, is Lance Storm. Yeah, and, I mentioned that when Lance Storm comes out for his promo later on. Yeah, so this is the first time they tell the story, and it's that kind of like, you know, and and you know, Lance Storm, what a guy. And I'm kind of sitting there going, I don't, I, I mean, that's amazing. 
and it's fantastic. It's, it's it's less amazing that in the world of where we are now with all the health and safety, it's less amazing that you know he just he he was just laying on the floor waiting to see if the doctors turned up. Um, but it's amazing that you know he's he's taken it, he's looked after him in the brotherhood and all the rest of it. Um, why are you telling me this? Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's like a real life situation. Awesome, fast thinking. You know, could it, you don't know the situation, what it could have been. Brotherhood of like, wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah. But as um, impact players forming and being complete dicks on TV. Yeah. It? It's just. Um, yeah, nah, I get that. But there we go. Anyway, on with the show. On with the show. Um, yes, of all the holy wins, we get old um, Steve Prezek. 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 Uh, talking about Hardcore Heaven. Carino interrupts him. Carino talks about how many people he beat up backstage, but it wasn't filmed. Then fresh threatened to beat up um, Steve. You know, like people with the same name as him. And sort of almost like, sort of said, take off your glasses. He said he wouldn't, and he sort of left. And, um, yeah, like I said, Carino's still very much a Stevie Richards character for me. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I don't like Carino getting punked out by a, an interviewer. Um, yeah. I don't know what you're trying to do there. Um, there's no there's no feud here. There's no money here. There's no angle here. There's no fight here. Um, why you have your wrestler... Um, who you're obviously trying to do something with because he's getting a lot of TV time and a lot of promo time. Yeah. Um, and spoilers is turns out to be fucking awesome. Um, but why you've got him being punked out by an interviewer. I have no idea. I've never seen Joey styles punk out Shane Douglas or Chris Candido or any of those. So why is Steve Prezak the hard guy that can stare down a wrestler. Um, Steve Prozac again, giving an update on, on everything that happens. Um, and again, pulls the curtain back and tells us about all what's going on. And, you know, and, and this is a shoot. Um, you know, Tommy Dreamer is so beaten up uh, with a splinter in his eye and various other things, but he's so beaten up after the match. This is a shoot. He had to crawl to the bathroom because he couldn't stand. He had to call to him from the, the, the bathroom because he couldn't stand up. Now, there's two issues here. Firstly, I don't need to know that. Again, you're just telling me how, how unsafe everything is and how beaten everyone is. And the second thing is, again, because you're shooting, brother, does that mean the rest of the injuries that I've heard about aren't because you've not told me that's a shoot? And also, um, I don't know, did he, did he crawl past Jerry Lynn? Over. Over Jerry yeah. Lynn. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's um, it's kind of easy because, I mean, you don't know if this is real. Oh, I have told it's a shoot, brother, so must be. But do you know what I mean, though? Everything's sort of like, um, you know, is it sort of a double work or... Well, I mean, this thing, is it is it that unless you tell me it's a shoot, it's not a shoot and therefore it's a work? Or is it that you know, even the shoots are works or is it everything's a shoot? Therefore, when you're telling me a shoot, you don't need to tell me a shoot because it's all a shoot. Or is it that actually 
stay in your fucking lane and, and just, just put on a good <clears> wrestling <throat> show and don't keep trying to do this inside bullshit that hasn't worked for a good couple of years now. Well, yeah, but they before they had the breaking news, breaking news used to always come for the bottom, didn't they? They've they always tried to you know, pull back the curtain, imaginary curtain or... Yeah, I mean, all the way back to the, the, the Jerry Lawler <coughs> invasion and, you know, oh, we're shooting now. You want to shoot? I'll shoot. You want to shoot? I'll shoot. Well, yeah. So it's all the... It's, um, yeah, like I said, no. I mean, the, the Jerry Lynn one, I guess, sort of seems feasible, but I guess it depends how much, how long he's off TV. Yeah, well, well yes, I'll get onto that in a second. But but this is the thing, it's, it's you know, first, and again... Again, this is 2021 sensibilities watching a 1999 wrestling show. Yeah. But I don't hear, my God, they're tough. I hear, my God, you're unsafe. Yeah, it is a slow down kind of thing, isn't it? You know? It's, so, uh, it's all a little too snug. Yeah. Seems no. to be the issue. Yeah, no, I do... Um, do massively get that. Um, yeah, so Carino's basically said about beating up everyone backstage. They then get highlights from Dreamer Lance Storm, as well as obviously the just incredible Lance Storm Sid altercation. Um, interview with Lance Storm and Just Incredible. They basically say um, they're the best tag team in ECW. And yep, Dudley Boys don't want to. Yeah, Dudley Boys don't want to be part of them. And all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, which I enjoyed. Really yeah, good promo. Really basic, but yeah, look, more so they're officially a tag team now. So they, they've been they've been together. They've been alliance, but now they're sort of officially a tag team. I'd say. Yeah, um, they are still referred to as the Impact players rather than called the Impact players. Yeah, um, but you you do sense that's coming coming yeah. soon. So, um, yeah, this is good. I, I think they're one of the best things, best part of the show, one of them. So, um, really enjoying their, their and it was, stuff it, together. It was an old, real kind of Jason callback, which was my favourite part, which is Cyrus is doing the interview. They do the pose, and, and Cyrus goes, oh, that's my favourite bit. I love it when they do that. And Jason goes, I taught them that. Yeah, it's good to see a bit of old school Jason in there. I mean, he hasn't really spoken in about two years, so... Yeah. It's There's no be... suits for him to say uh, to ask if if you like. That's the problem. But if he, if he put back on a suit, he'd be able to, you know, rock it. How do you like my suit? And it was always um, forever scouting talent, and I guess it paid off at the end, didn't it? Yeah, did all right. So. Did all right. Um, favorite highlights of Taz versus Candido, Taz versus Bub Ray from Hardcore Heaven. Obviously, we're skipping this. We covered the whole event last week, so if you haven't heard the show. Go back there. We run down. Where were you? In great detail. We were here. Where were you? Yeah, we can be here. There. It's a regret you'll never. Oh no, that was a different pay per view. <laughs> trying to think of the tagline for this was. I don't think it was one. Just it's hardcore in heaven. Hardcore heaven. Everyone dies, and that's a shoot, brother. Uh, that is a shoot. Uh, RVD versus Skull Von Crush for the TV title. What did you think? Right. So. You're going to shoot. Brother, brother. Um, 
I have just said that we heard all about how beaten up RVD was. Yeah. And here he is. But that's okay because throughout the match, it's, it becomes clear that this is a match that happened before um, Hardcore Heaven. Yeah. It's in the build-up. So, so you know this is an RVD straight after the match where you've just told him he's got stitches and swollen eyes and all the rest of it. This is, this is before. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of takes some of the drama out because if, for whatever reason, you felt that this was Skull Von Crush's day, you already know he goes on to defend the title at the pay-per-view against Jerry Lynn. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's kind of like an unspoiler-spoiler match because you know... Like you said, I mean, it's, it's got... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, really that shocking an outcome. Because I, I think everyone expected RVD to, to beat Skull Von Crush. Yeah. But just really weird timing of, you know, and, and again, we know there was a dark match on the show. We know uh, Danny Doring and uh, Miss Congeniality were on the dark match to the show. We know there is a match in the car, in the, the, the bank from Hardcore Heaven that is more timely than this one. But still, you know, we've got to have an RVD on every single show. And therefore, um, you know, here we are. Um, but it's just weird in the sense of, here's a match that we've been hanging on to for a couple of weeks. Yeah, no. I mean, we said, again, like we said before, there, there would have been a match before the, the pay-per-view multiple times. Just throw it on. Perfect opportunity. You get the crowd. They're always like... Um, Sort of crazy, just sort of throw them on. Yeah. Having said that, uh, I really enjoyed this match and I really enjoy Skull Von Crush's work. He's, um, um, yeah, he, he's sort of, you know, solid sort of work. I just don't know if his, his character is right at this point, but everything he's done. I, I couldn't tell you what his character is. That's what I mean. So he's, he's of... Skull Von Crush. Uh, he's the leader of the new school, or yeah, the new school. Yeah, um, he seems to be kind of a an eighties style um, foreign wrestler throwback, similar to kind of Baron von Raschke and, and that kind of element with his his garb and his getup and and you know how he kind of presents himself before a match during the match he's kind of um martial arts based in his offense yeah um got some good aerial moves as well um and just a, a very weird mix of everything but yeah, massively when the bell rings i like his work yeah i agree i i sort of think there's there's, there's something about it. i mean obviously the gimmick's a bit like i said confusing but there is um there is something decent about him 
Um, yeah, no, it's, it's a fun match. All these matches have been, I think most of these matches that we've seen have been sort of, sort of fairly decent. Yeah. But, um, and this one's the same, you know, it's, it's um, good back and forth. Um, I, I will, I'll get onto this point more next week, but I don't know if every RVD match needs to be 25 to 30 minutes long. Well, you can um, just tell who they're pushing as the um, the main attraction at the moment. Yeah, but but it's one of those kind of things. You're showing off his work rate and showing off his moveset and you're showing off... Yeah, and I get that. That's great. However, on the the flip side of that, the, the, the booked wrestling show, why is it taking your number one guy half an hour to beat Skull Von Crush? Yeah. Why is why is Skull Von Crush taking him to that limit so closely, and and how does that not make Jerry Lynn look less impressive? Because if he's the guy that can last half an hour when everyone else is losing in five minutes, because RVD is just this this you know absolute fireball of a of a wrestler, then wow, when everyone goes twenty five to thirty minutes with him. Then you lose, you lose a bit, then yeah. That's just what RVD does. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, and that's the end of that show, really. RVD wins. RVD wins. Shock. I know. Um, so next is the thirtieth, nineteen ninety-nine episode three hundred and eighteen. Kicks off with Cyrus talking to Rachel Rockets. Um. Sure. Run up and down the stairs and all that. And that, was, that happened. Yeah, uh, her gimmick is that she's got big boobs and uh, a lot of cleavage on the show, so they yeah. they make her jiggle up and down. It's happened. Um, promo balls behind an axle rotten. Say they've got a ECW tag team title <sighs> match, and if they don't win it, they're going to face each other. Like no one asked them to do this, but okay. Yeah. So this is their last chance. This is their last chance at a title match. This is their last chance. Yep. If they lose this match, they will never have a title match again. Ever. For reasons. Yeah. Not only that, but fuck it. If we can't beat the Dudley boys, we haven't up until now, but if we can't beat the Dudley boys, we're going to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Why? Why? I mean, it's back to everything I was saying about Balls Mahoney here in the sense of you're just having brutal, hardcore matches with your mates now. Why? There's no, there's no animosity here. There's no, there's no hatred here. There's no turn. There's no reason. There's no, no one's turning heel at the end of this. Uh, you're still going to be a team. But just for shits and giggles, you're going to try to decapitate each other. Yeah, no, it's... Um... Yeah, like I said, it's sort of strange the way they sort of... Um... I mean, you've got Joel Gertner, albeit in his, you know, mummy outfit. You've got Sign Guy Dudley, who yeah. we know isn't silent because he's done promos and pieces to camera and all the rest of it. 
you've got Bubba and Devon, with Bubba being one of the best talkers in, in, the, in the building at this point in time, best talkers in the, the company at this point in time. They're out and out heels. Surely there's something you can do there that says, you know, we've beat you, we've beaten you, we've beaten you, fine. However, yeah. two things. One, this is your last chance. If you lose, you don't get anything. And two, you like beating each other, beating everyone up with chairs and, and stuff so much. If we beat you, you have to face each other. You have to, you know, you have to fight between yourselves. And they're like, oh, gosh darn it. They're just so evil, but fine, you're on. Rather than, do you know what? I'll do this to myself if, if this doesn't happen. Because at least people will enjoy it. Oh. Yeah, no, it's um, uh... you're in for a party, or we're was it Detroit? You're no Detroit at the moment, aren't they? And then the next one over wherever they're going, Georgetown or wherever. Um, you're in for a treat because either we come and bring the party because we're the champions, or you just get to watch us kill each other. Well, they're not the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't obviously I don't know why they're doing. It. I I get it. They're just two sort of crazy guys, but I just think they're more cause more problems than anything else. But um, yes, yeah, so that's a step they've thrown in there. Um, next up, RVD versus Spike Dudley for the ECW television title. <sighs> I, I find like there's not a crap RVD match, but this... There's not a uh, short RVD match either. Yeah, but after you sort of have like the masterclass of RVD, Jerry Lynn... You didn't need two straight weeks of RVD matches. I mean, I know obviously it's different for us because we literally all watch like two, three episodes back to back. So it might be slightly different after like a week. You might be craving another RVD match. So I didn't mind the, the Skull Von Crush one because it's been a week since you watched the RVD match. Yeah. But then obviously watching this one straight away. So it's hard to, I think, to get into the mindset of what it would have been like compared to no say... i agree but but my my issue continues to be why do i need 25 minutes of spike dudley versus rvd well yeah again especially as i don't know i just don't feel this match does anything for spike dudley so i mean i i had a rant a little <coughs> while ago about everyone um being immune to chair shots yeah, and Tanaka's immune to a chair shot, and that's Tanaka's thing. And then Balls Mahoney's immune to a chair shot, and that's Balls Mahoney's thing. And then everyone else is immune to chair shots, and that's everyone else's things, unless you hit them a number of times, in which case no one's immune to chair shots because it's a fucking chair. Um, yeah. And it's kind of like this diminishing kind of thing. Everyone going 25 minutes with RVD, again, just diminishes Jerry Lynn and RVD. Because everyone's having this experience, so you know what? What's the point? What's 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 special about it? Um, you know, Jerry Lynn has an amazing match with RVD, and, and you know takes him to his limit, and is lucky to win. And then Skull and Von Crush takes him to his limit, and lucky to win. And then Spike Dudley takes him to his limit, and is lucky to win. That's kind of they, they don't they don't all have to be these twenty five minute matches. He can he can he can finish someone off quite quickly. You know, the the getting a chair kicked into your face could 
hurt someone and and finish it. Well, yeah, no, massively. I mean, even to the point they could have literally shown like sort of two seconds of it and say, oh, this weekend in Portland, we got RVD versus Spike Dudley and just shown like, so you think, oh, wow, the live tour, you're getting like crazy matches. It's not just the same match on a loop like you get with WWE. Show the last 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. And I know from a TV standpoint, You've got to be rubbing your finger, rubbing your hands with glee, because he's your your hot commodity. You know, people are 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 tuning in to watch him, yeah. And he takes up a nice half of your runtime, um, easily half of your runtime, longer once you include entrances and his little kind of you know quips to camera and all the rest of it. Um, but, but why why is everything half an hour? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of them. It, like, just just on an hour show, it's just crazy. I mean, it just kind of almost highlights the fact that, you know, maybe Lynn is injured, Dreamer is injured. They don't know what to do with Taz. You know, I mean, there's this sort of like almost bits that you think, is this why we haven't really got a lot else going on here? Because you don't know what else to do with anyone. Yeah, but it's just. Uh... But um, yeah, yeah. RVD wins. Next up, we get Lance Storm versus Chris Chetty. We're reminded of everything you said about about um taking Lynn to the hospital and all this. So again, that's cool. I forgot it's two separate weeks. So again, it's not all full. Um, uh, so the bit I love about this is the the reason why we're reminded about it is because Lance Storm cuts a promo after Dawn Marie Bitch, B-Y-T-C-H, yep. uh, cuts a, a very small promo. Um, I cannot wait for them to drop the, the, the B-Y-T-C-H part of this. Yeah. Um, Lance Storm cuts a really weird promo. I suppose it's quite good because it kind of you know starts almost baby-facey in regards to excited about wrestling in Detroit and the history of the, the company, uh, of the wrestling scene in Detroit and the great matches and the great experience and the great this and the great that. Um, but it's not a Calgary, Alberta, Canada, um, uh, which gets booed, which is, which is fun. Um, and it finishes with him turning around and saying, you know, and Jerry Lynn, I know you're watching from home and I've got a message for you. You owe me one. Um, which, which is, is, you know, a good way. It's, is quite nice. It's quite a good little, Healy kind of twist of you know there's a reason for this yeah yeah no 100% I mean it is um, yeah it's cool it is, it is decent so, um, it, it's nice I feel like this was sort of sort of better done the way they approached it but they did sort of tell you the story again, so I don't know if that pulled back too much. And and part of Chris Chetty's introduction now seems to be um, the 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 first graduate from the House of Hardcore and Taz's first cousin, Chris Chetty. Yeah, I mean that's he. You feel like he's never really going to get off sort of the floor running with with stuff like that. Spoilers, he's not. <laughs> um. 
All in all, I thought it was a good match. I thought Chetty actually looked really good. And it's exactly what we were talking about previously. You know, you kind of wonder why they never did anything more with him because he's he's decent. You know, he's not he's not like world beating, but but he's decent. You could have done something with him, yeah, rather than just like having lied um, out by everyone, including his his first cousin. It feels Obviously. like everything's too effortless for him, doesn't it? So he doesn't really sort of do a great deal. But um, the match is good. Lance Storm. I think he's a million bucks at the moment. I really do. Even just incredible RVD are sort of on different sort of levels. Yeah. And sort of singles matches. Dudley boys obviously excel him. But yeah, there's, um, yeah, they're great. Um, Storm wins. Great match. They had a bit of caught me off guard that came up next. Because obviously if you get about timing to what's going on in the rest of the world at that time, um, they get a little sign pops up saying dedicated to Owen Hart. Yeah. Really weirdly placed in the in the in the show. Well, I don't know if they obviously waited for the Lance Storm connection, whether that was sort of their thinking. But um, yeah, very strangely done because you you sort of um, like I said, you do forget about timings and everything else, don't you? Yeah. But um, yeah, so obviously that's that's happened. That was a Pretty shitty time. Um, next up, we get the main event: Duddy Boys versus Balls and Axel. Uh, Duddy Boys win; they win. If Balls and Axels lose, um, they have a match against each other. Which hopefully, yeah. So they see. they uh, chain uh, Axel to the ring post. Yeah, and double team Balls Mahoney. Yeah, um, they set up the table. Uh, to put Balls Mahoney through. They then put thumbtacks on the table um, to build the drama. And then to get revenge from Balls Mahoney burning Joel Gertner's face off by the looks of things, um, they set the table alight and powerbomb him through. And it's uh, an incredible um, visual. Uh, the crowd are, are blown away with it. Um, yeah, just absolutely incredible. Um, has always yeah. been one of those spots that kind of takes your breath away and, and still does, still holds up. Um, but yeah, just just a very weird kind of, you know, set of that's the, that's steps. The thing. I mean, I'm guessing it's the first flaming spot. spot. I, I oh, think well. so. Or, or, I mean, it's very early in, if not. But, um, yeah, amazing Dudley wins. Crazy end, great end to the show. We definitely believe you wanted to come back to um, the next week, which is exactly what we did. Um, episode 319. July? 319. 319. July now, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, 6th of July. Um, we see the flaming table spot from last week. We see Cyrus... Talking to Steve Carino. Carino wants to be Taz's protege. Says that he can do the pose. And he did the pose. And then Cyrus is basically like, hey, Taz isn't here tonight. Why don't you go be Taz? So that's how we start up this show. We then cut to Taz talking to Cyrus. 
And Taz tells him to get in the car and tells the cameraman to get in the car, takes him for a quick drive and basically says, hey, why don't we work together and you can just tell me what everyone's saying about me. And um, yeah. then he sort of has a little bit to say about Carino, but nothing too major. Um, yeah, and then, ta- um, so uh, Cyrus gets out of the car yeah. and Taz uh, says about how much of a mark Cyrus is and Cyrus is out of the car talking about how much of a mark um, Carino is so everyone's a mark brother 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 yeah brother. I mean they, they sort of do a running theme with these little sort of double and what what bothers me on this and will continue to bother me on, on these things is there's so much of a mark and so much of a mark for themselves that no one's watching themselves back on TV to see all of this happening. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know this is, this is a staple. This is what happens in wrestling. Um, but you don't continually tell me that this is a shoot in every other part of wrestling. So this is, if this is a shoot and everyone's a mark and a mark for themselves and mark, 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 shoot, 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 then someone in the real world as a shoot is saying, dude, you better watch what what they said about you on TV. Yeah, in the rest of that interview slot. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's just it, you, you, this can be real or it can not be. Choose, pick one. That makes sense, especially when obviously they're shooting using real names when they want and all this sort of stuff. They they, they blow their own rules, don't they? Too much. And that's so. the bit. It's it's you know. You, I, I'm happy to go with whatever rules you set up for your your story here. You know, you tell me what the rules for your story are, and I will go with them. But stay consistent to your story. And if this is real life and not like all the the other rubbish, and you know, not shoot, 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 brother, but actually, you know, this is real life. Then, in real life someone's turning around to Carino or someone's turning around to Cyrus or someone's turning around to anyone else and saying, you do realize that, you know, that they're calling you a mark and kind of mucking you around on this. Look, here's what I taped last week to show you. Yeah, no, totally. Um, We get Guido versus Nova. The story is basically Nova He's doing amazing, but sort of can't cope with the numbers game. So eventually Big Sal is a difference maker, takes out Nova again. Guido sort of throws Nova in a Boston Crab, gets the win. Um, this leads to Tajiri come out. We spoke about the pay-per-view about you can start to see the transition of Tajiri. Yeah. This, again, he's he's evolving into the Tajiri that we sort of know, that the body language, the eyes, is, is happening. Yeah, yeah. He just needs longer pants and he's there. Yeah, and I think they made some sort of heat wave reference. What was about Tajiri's coming through like a heat wave or, or something, which I thought was obviously a seed placer. Or... Um, so that happens. Du-du-du. We get... Uh, where are we? Yeah, another interview with Cyrus and Steve Carino. Um, basically, this is Steve Carino in the locker room putting FTW stickers on everything. 
which I probably wish she probably kept some because they're pretty worth a bit of money now. Um, so put the FTW stickers, everything, found a towel. It's talking about being Taz tonight. So that's coming up later on. Very similar to what I did so, with Dudley's at the pay-per-view, the running story throughout the whole show. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do love about this that he did so well is, you know, he's 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 such a fan of Taz that he's going to, you know, do all his work. He's going to learn some suplexes that he doesn't, he can't pronounce the name of. <laughs> yeah, well, that's quite funny. And it is it's just bits like that. He's just got he's got such clever little throwaway lines. No, uh, yes, he's uh, got quick little sort of quick whips, isn't he? Um, so that's all happening. We didn't get super crazy versus Tassie Makoku. So we get a video package to let you know it is 1-1. Again, these guys deliver. These guys always deliver. Like I said, the pay-per-view is a match that probably at the time I just accepted was a match going back all these years later. I was really excited for so excited for this again. I thought it was another really good match. Definitely worth watching. Uh, crazy picking up the win and I assume sort of winning the series, if it is that. I mean, we'll find out because, you know, we know these things can go on for a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so the match between the two, everything you'd expect. Um, I, If you lined the matches up and put them back to back to back, I wouldn't be able to tell you the order they were in or, you know, when any of them occurred. Yeah. Um, they're good. They're just blurring a little bit because this just seems to be the, the loop that they're stuck in slightly. I mean, we're talking about, you know, who's on top. We're talking about the fact that, you know, it's RVD and, you know, all of the rest of it. And then we seem to be stuck in this and, and no one for Taz. And then we seem to then get into wrestlers who are stuck in infinite feuds. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, it's just, there's, there's, again, fallout from pay-per-views is always really strange. No, I can't, this is no yeah. different. Uh, we get highlights of the whole relationship between Carino and Cyrus over the last couple of weeks. Carino comes out for his match. Um, he comes out to Taz's music, towel on his head. He does hit a suplex during the match and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and hits the pose. Hits the pose. Taz's music hits... Because Cyrus runs to Taz's locker room and basically says, Hey, you see what Carino's doing in the ring? He's doing your gimmick with your moves and your suplexes. So Taz comes out, Carino kind of craps himself. Um, Carino says that his appendix is gone again, so he can't wrestle. Oh, that poor appendix. Uh, poor guy. It's just, he's just fought his way back. He's down <laughs> to his last one. He's had no luck with these um, world title shots, does he? Bless him. No. So. No. Yeah, so that basically sort of happens, uh, which leads to Candido coming back out. Um, Candido goes on to basically say that he's wrestled at main events and all this and not scared of Taz and the, the sort of very similar stuff we've had before. Um, this match does happen. I, I don't know how this can even be warranted as a rematch for the world title after the way Taz destroyed him at the pay-per-view. I mean, it was there was there was no shenanigans. He just absolutely destroyed him. This match did happen, though. Obviously, Taz won. Uh, Taz is walking off with the belt out of the back. Speaks to um, Cyrus, sort of like thanks him. Cyrus thanks Taz, and as Taz walks off past Heyman, sort of um, says, "Can you know basically um, 
that he sort of like tricked him and he sort of like, can you believe this guy or something like that? Or... Yeah. And then um, they then cut to Cyrus, the other side of the curtain, and Cyrus sort of just looks past the camera and he's like, can you believe this guy? And it's all the sort of like, they're both sort of tricking each other kind of to get what they both want. Um, leads to Justin Credible coming out with Jason. Justin Credible is in the ring, basically calling out Sabu, talking to Sabu, saying that Sabu can't wrestle anywhere in America. Um, oh, it's going crazy. The ref then basically confronts him and says, that was the New York officials that said he can't do it. Um, here, Sabu can like, effing wrestle. At least to Sabu coming straight out. This sort of... And then basically the match is like stops before it starts. Like yeah. a quick version of it. But there's like a pull apart thing, which I found really weird here. Because Sabu takes Just Incredible down. And Just Incredible is doing like really kind of gentle Singapore cane shots to tap him. And it makes me think that people didn't react and get in the ring to break him up quick enough. Because Just yeah. Incredible would have just laid him out or just hit him the way he normally hits people with a cane. But it was very gentle taps and Sabu sort of almost like sort of got on top. And you always feel like I don't think you were supposed to get this far into the brawl. Yeah, or, or maybe they were, but Sabu is legitimately injured and therefore they're trying to um, uh, protect him a little bit by keeping it quite like light and, and soft and stuff. But yeah. it's it, uh, the, the, the weirdness of, you know, he's banned in New York because that's the athletic commission, although he still runs out and does his stuff, but he's not banned anywhere else, which is lucky because he's in the back and he's dressed and ready to wrestle. Um, it, it's it's a very strange story, yeah. Which I feel I'm saying a lot at the moment with with their stuff, but um, yeah, it's just it it's it's a very strange kind of setup as to what you're trying to do. I mean, you know, the goal is that it's it's just Incredibles, the reason why you can't see your favourite wrestler, which is brilliant because it's you know super nuclear heel heat, um. It's just a little bit disjointed still. Yeah, no, I agree. It's all sort of, uh, it's all plodding along, but also sort of crazy at the moment. Because, like I said, there's, it's just Taz I'm worried about. There's no big feud for Taz. It all feels no. very filler. But it's one of those you look up and down the roster, and like we said, you don't know even who he'd feud with at the moment. No, but I mean, surely you can, you can heat someone up. Um, and and it is difficult because it's always difficult. But you know you've done it a thousand other times. You just need someone to go on a little bit. You need someone to call him out, basically. Someone just ever so slightly legit who can call him out, yeah. and then you're off. Um, you know the, the the stuff they did with um, Shane Douglas for all that time. You know, so so many of his opponents were were weren't hot and weren't like proper feuds because the feud was was Taz that was going on forever. So yeah, I mean it's just and and you know you've got kind of that angle with Cyrus setting up. So as soon as you turn Cyrus, then you can have him 
you know, be the guy that just feeds Taz, yeah, whoever. Um, but yeah, it's all just it, it, everything's just a little bit kind of slightly off center, isn't it? I mean, agreed. I mean, obviously, again, like we said, it's it's, it's weird for ECW because they do get raided, and obviously, people like Shane Douglas for injuries and other reasons is gone at this point as well. I assume he is so. Yep. That's sort of happened. That Sid, obviously, they're keeping away probably because of the size difference. Well, Sid's gone, I think. Sid's, from what I remember, Sid's fallen out because oh, of money and he's gone. Oh, he's gone with the madness, isn't he? And Bob, we were talking, yeah, just that last week. Um, what is your match pick of the week? Um, I, um, I thought there were some good matches on this card. Um, I liked uh, Storm versus Chetty. Yeah. Um, crazy versus Takamishinoku again. You know, it's just a solid match all the way through. Um, but I'm really enjoying Skull Von Crush, so I'm going to go for Skull Von Crush versus RVD. I mean, again, it's a solid match. Like I said, Skull hasn't disappointed. I don't think at this point. No, um, I can't remember the last match I recommend. I know I recommended one of his matches a little while ago, and I can't remember. I want to say it was him versus Sabu, but I can't remember. Um, at underscore sports arena on Instagram will, will show me. Um, but um, yeah, just, just he, he is, he's, he's a solid guy. He's a, he's a solid worker. It, it kind of um, works through um, and he's just fun to watch. And, and as long as you don't get too caught up with um, trying to work out what his gimmick is yeah, and the, the leaders of the new school or whatever else. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's good stuff, yeah, it's great stuff. And uh, Jay said, if you want to get involved in the conversation, it's quite simply at underscore sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. That is where you will find us. Um, again, more people tagging us, everything extreme. We're loving it, keep doing it. Uh, whether it be your action figures, your custom action figures, your uh, original San Francisco toy, your jacks, whatever you want. Um, pay-per-views just tag us in extreme we absolutely love all that stuff keep the conversation going relive the revolution um, just better than most of the stuff that's going today it Still. really is um, yeah how are you going to close it out you got a new one or are you going to what's going on I don't know yet I, th- I thought I'd just say goodbye to be honest um, yeah, goodbye trying to we... work out yeah I mean I- I- I'm trying to work out how I in an audio format, throw myself through a, a burning table with, with thumbtacks on it. Um, we've, um, we've got a week to think of a new one. Someone, someone, something's got to inspire you. Yeah. Let's find something to inspire you. But it's yeah, until then, <laughs> until then, we'll be back next week. Take it easy. Bye.